0: Fake to Bell. Mahomes, pressured by Burns, going into wide open! Touchdown, Tyreek Hill! Just in your career, so you did just fine. Here's Mahomes on the roll, firing end zone! Touchdown, another for Tyreek Hill!
1: With his two touchdown grabs against the Panthers, the Cheetah now leads the NFL with nine receiving touchdowns. He was asked about being the NFL leader.
2: You know, I'm always remain humble, so I feel like so I feel like good things happen to good things happen to like humble folks. So I'm gonna continue to work hard for this team, you know, and always have a win-first mindset. You know, I don't get into all that chit chat about who's the best. You know, I'm here to win games for the team and. If it's to be a decoy, you know, I'd be that. If it's to get a lot of targets, I'd be that. You know, I'm just happy to be here, so. Another edition
1: of Football. Kansas City Chiefs won. Beat the yeah. Carolina
2: Panthers. Yeah. 3-3-31, 8-1. How about those Chiefs? <laughs> Way too close for comfort, but I love, a, I love an exciting game.
1: It, you know what, it was a, a lot of times as Chiefs fans, we want the blowouts, right? We're so ex- expect or conditioned to the explosive offense that we expect us to put up 40 points. We want the defense to hold them to 10, um, and we want to run away with it completely. But what we've seen is teams are consistently going to give us their best shot. We talk about this all the time, that as world champions, teams are geared up to play us. We're a measuring stick for them, especially even this year. While the Steelers in a lot of those polls are the number one, they're undefeated against a weak schedule they're actually
2: I, now number two they, number one. Some of,
1: yeah. they, they, as well they should right but we're the measuring stick can't see these are the measuring sticks so so you'll see those want to come out and and give a shot to the to the world champ but i think the other thing that maybe we've done or i certainly did is i underscored how good carolina it was they were impressive and we'll talk a little bit more in depth about some of the things that they did and, and how well they execute but they're a good team. I'm impressed with Matt Rule as as a coach compared with some of these other new head coaches that are rolling dysfunctional, i.e. So, but just kind of update. I'm David. We got Staten with us and joining us from near Arrowhead Stadium.
0: Hi, I'm Kinlock. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's great to have Kinlock here with us as well. So we're going to be talking East Panther. You. So we're going to get started and where do we want to start kenlock any thoughts
0: um uh, well kind of just echoing what you guys were talking about um it was a fun game to watch i think it's always as football fans the close games are always fun to watch and there, there are actually a couple other ones this year or this week around the league um but of course when the chiefs win it's a fun game and if the chiefs had lost this then it would have been a disaster <laughs> especially
1: when you miss an extra point in a field would have given a lot of those people who are wanting Butker gone a little bit more, more ammo. And maybe we'll talk about that a, a little bit later, but it was a, it was a great win.
0: Yeah. Well, and like you said, we're we're going to be getting the best shots of every team. And Andy talked about that in his press conference. Um, and and we we talked about it in the in preview podcast leading up to it, that the keys to the game for the Panthers was going to be scoring touchdowns and not field goals and having to be aggressive on off. Um, And we talked about the struggle that it could be for them when you have to balance being aggressive in order to keep up with the Chiefs and not being reckless and giving Patrick Mahomes more opportunities to score points because it could get real ugly real fast. And I think the Panthers obviously did a really good job, and other teams have tried this. Uh, I mean, the Ravens, a couple years ago, we know how aggressive they are and and they aren't able to have ne- haven't been able to execute when they play us um but the panthers were able to execute they had the fake punt they went for it several times on fourth down they tried to do that onside kick that they almost got um towards the end of the game um so i mean they they literally did everything they could and they actually hit on almost all of them i mean that teddy bridgewater run was i mean I thought it was awesome. I mean, in, in the moment, it sucked as a Chiefs fan, but you know, as a former quarterback, and just wanting, loving seeing people, players who will do anything to win the game. You know, and I, I have immense respect for quarterbacks who don't mind taking hits like that. You know, um, so yeah, definitely a fun game to watch. But when you see um, how well the Panthers were able to execute on all of their risks, and the Chiefs were still able to play a, a good game and and come out on top i mean that's a testament to how how good the chiefs are because every team is going to have to try to do that and if the chiefs are still able to execute uh, at the level that they're capable of as in this case then we can we see that they'll they'll still win games
2: yeah and, and i think one thing that stuck stuck out to me watching watching this, like my respect for teddy bridgewater like you said on that run he said he's had a history of pretty big. And I know a lot of quarterbacks would be more to be diving. I mean, he put it all out there on the line Christian McCaffrey for the first time since like week two or three carrying such a load that he did. I mean, it was, it was just, it was just a great game by them. Um, my take, my hopeful game plans that we talked about in, in our last podcast was we needed to stop Christian McCaffrey, which we didn't. had He had a <laughs> uh, hundred, he had over 150 total yards with two touchdowns. Um, we did stop Robbie Anderson. Uh, to, I think we held him to like 63 yards and no touchdowns, but we gave up over 100 yards to Curtis Samuel <laughs> and a touchdown. So, um, I mean, we did our best. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey, last year he had over, what was it, 2,400 total yards. So he's he's an elite running back. It's going to be very hard for, for holding him for what we did. I mean, I wish we could have done a little bit better, but he's a great athlete. Uh, I mean, but all around, just a great game. I just loved watching, you know, every drive – seeing who was going to score, what was going to happen, what the defense was doing. It felt like the game was always – you know, you were always on that. Yeah,
0: and today's point, too. um, I mean, talking about the Panthers are actually a good team. They have their hands full with playmakers of the Panthers. I mean, we can kind of critique Teddy Bridgewater, especially at the end of the game and not being able to finish out the game. But it's not like these were the Jets receivers or, you know. I I would say the Panthers – Weapons when everybody's healthy is probably top ten in the league. I saw that
1: as a receiving core. Aren't the three? Aren't they the
2: the the top three receiving core? Well, I know Robbie Anderson was going into the game as a top three. Yeah, well,
0: and and I saw that I saw a clip today from NFL about the ten fastest plays, like the ten fastest speeds that ball carriers have reached this year, and three of them were from two of the receivers from the Panthers, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. So, I mean, the talent is off the charts there. And definitely with McCaffrey back. And then, like you said, Dave, with the coaches, they are a well-coached team, especially, and Andy talked about it, um, the fact that they have a new quarterback, new coaches, whole, entire new coaching staff, obviously. Uh, Matt Rule's new to the NFL. Um, with the, the shortened offseason with COVID, no, play, no preseason games, the fact that they're able to overperform where I would say that their talent level is given how young they are. Um, that's a testament to their coaching. And I can definitely see the Panthers rising to be one of the, I, probably taking over the the NFC East because Drew Brees and Tom Brady are nearing the end of their careers. So um, yeah, that was, it was cool to see the Panthers and the progress that they're kind of making this season and, um, and for the chiefs to, to still, Pull it off, despite a good a good shot from the Panthers.
1: In fact, I would I would say it was a great shot by the Panthers. Yeah. It's you know I don't know that they could have played any better as as you talked about. Kenlock is um, even even on their clutch plays like towards those last drives where the catches that they were making to go down and and you know get within a, a field goal of winning. Uh, McCaffrey's catch, um, you know those those were real athletic catches that. Kept them in the game. Uh, like you said, Bridgewater's fourth and 14 run and, and then dive for for the first down. Um, I was impressed that not only did they uh, play aggressively, but they execute. And, you know, and Staten could allude to it. I got emotional during the game. You know, why aren't they stopping it? Um, he didn't want to keep watching it with me. Uh, mm-hmm. But after watching it the second time around, it wasn't so much as what the Chiefs weren't doing as much as it was the Panthers being successful. And sometimes we forget everybody is getting paid. These are the top player, top football players in the world. And you know, while we do hear, you know anybody can win on any given Sunday. I think we're starting to get that mentality that we're so much better than everybody that we ex- we expect when somebody comes in and puts together, I think if all of us were coaching a team, this is what we would say that we would need to do if we're the inferior team. And they executed and and they did it. And as, as you talked about, Kenlock, as in retrospect, we've really got to be impressed with the Chiefs overcoming all of that. Um, you know, it would have been pre, you know, pre-Pat Mahomes teams fold under that. We, we saw that when maybe when we had a lead and then all the momentum is is changing and we couldn't stem it. Whether it was from a defense or an offense, we couldn't close them on the D side or we couldn't go down and, and score when we, this, this was a team that watching it a second time around, you've really got to, what they overcame. They took all the shots, right? Heavyweight fight. They took all of the shots and at the end won. And, you know, what, what more, if you're the Panthers, really, what more could you have done? <laughs> is i mean they came a 67 year 67 yard field goal from winning the game and you know it's
2: it was a good win it was yeah and and just like you guys have been saying they've done exactly what they were they were very aggressive but they did not turn and that was one thing that i, I made a prediction that we were gonna have a pick six because i mean teddy bridgewater he, he's a pretty quarterback um but prior to this game he had nine touchdowns not nah. Not a crazy good style line, your quarterback, and so I thought we were. I thought with their presumably aggressive game plan that he was going to try to push the ball a little bit more and take advantage of that. But I mean, I got to give it to him. They were aggressive without. So, Kinlock,
1: what did you see from the Chiefs in this game, maybe specifically that you like besides Tyreek being Tyreek and Patrick Mahomes being the greatest quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, not but- anything that stuck out as you think back about it that you're like, hey, you know what, that was pretty awesome.
0: Well, I mean, probably the thing that sticks out to me is what we've already been talking about is that getting the Panthers' best shot. And it's not, like you said, it's not like we were not executing. It's just they were executing maybe just a little bit better throughout the... Not even better throughout the game, but just as well as we were. And so, I mean, Patrick Mahomes threw for almost 400 yards and four touchdowns, only got sacked once, so...
1: But it felt pedestrian, right? Yeah, so...
0: Well, and we... We saw it throughout the game he missed on a couple throws that were touchdown throws. Um, I don't know what that what that's all, all about, but I, I feel like lately he's been missing Tyreek on a few of those deep bombs that that he was hitting last year or the year before. So uh, I mean, most quarterbacks aren't supposed to be do, able to do that anyway. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think um, it was yeah it was good to see that they were executing on offense passing. Um, a little Kelsey disappointed, I guess, in the in the run game. Probably
1: came to play.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he always going to play, and he's always open. Always. I mean, you go back and watch the games. Even, I mean, Patrick Mahomes wasn't always looking at him, but he's always open. Um, so
1: do we do we definitely. take him for granted as a safety? You know, we we talk about him being the best tight end in the NFL, but do we still take him for granted? Of the safety blanket that he has for Mahomes,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, but but I, I, Mahomes gets all the love. I mean, for good reason, but um, he does have great weapons around him, and I don't think that's what makes him. Um, but yes, definitely. And, and as a quarterback, usually your tight end is your best friend because because of the challenges that he presents defense because they're so big. It's hard for corners to cover them physically. And then they're usually quicker than your typical linebackers or safeties. So, um, and and they're always there in the middle of the field, which is where the quarterback can easily see them. So um, I think that's obviously natural for Mahomes to to always have Kelsey as as that safety blanket. But um, with how great he is, I think the Chiefs have just – Chiefs and the fans have been spoiled with how elite some of our players are. in Kelsey – I would say is one of the best tight ends of all time especially in the receiving well mostly because of his receiving. So um uh,
2: well even this year I saw that yeah,
0: he was, I when he's, he's wide gone
2: and wide receiver of knock thing but this year he's really he's really picked it up and it might just be because you know we have uh, we focus more a little bit we focus a little bit more on running this year or maybe he really taken it upon himself to become a better blocker but I think he's definitely a much more um all-around player this year and he's shown it.
0: Yeah, when well, he's he's the Chiefs Team that we have right now, I feel like um, we kind of talked about it going into this year, but they they reached that Super Bowl, and I think they came back this year hungrier than ever. Um, and and you hear Tyron Matthew talking about, it, you t- hear other leaders talking about how they know what it takes to win, and it's all about getting the team in that form. But for the for personally for you know t- for each of these players for Mahomes for Kelsey. They're all focused on getting better and it's an awesome example of that that blocking was never really his strong suit his his best qualities is as a as a pass catcher but but he's challenged himself to get better because he knows that it helps the team and especially with them wanting to run the ball a lot more this year with Edwards Z and just to diversify the offense I think that just shows the quality of people that we have. The hard workers and the selflessness that that they bring to this team so that's why you know i thought we we all kind of agreed that we weren't expecting a super bowl hangover this year that we trust the culture that andy's built and the players that he has especially the leaders that uh, nobody's satisfied after that that super bowl and with close games like this i think that's what you see you see teams that are games that teams could easily lose going into a bye week against an inferior opponent who is kind of frisky um and teams can let that slip away in a in a hangover year so the fact that the chiefs and the players are still locked in like i don't know that's just awesome to see when as fans we expect them to be in the super bowl every year
1: well, so yeah i was ask you stated and so we talked about kelsey who else what what impressed you
2: well, Speaking about improvement, um, obviously, uh, we have a lot of guys who've been improving this. I'm going to bring up his name again because he's like one of my favorite players on the team right now, uh, Willie Gay Jr. Um, I was so happy with this week. And I have been the, fa- the past few. still befuddles me as in getting more playing. Um, I, he's only getting 21% of the snaps, um, but I, he's doing, he's doing, he really is doing all he can with it and the, and the chances that he has out there. Uh, this this past game he had one tackle, but he should have had two additional tackle for losses. There weren't penalties called on on other players. On I mean, he was hitting gaps really really hard, and, and he was really um, adjusting to uh, to, the, to what the offense was doing re- very well. And I'm hoping that in the coming weeks he sees some more playing time. Um, obviously, I mean, I trust coaches. I trust Steve, and I know that he knows what he's doing. Um, so obviously, there's there's got to be some reason why they're putting they're putting Neiman in there.
0: Well, Ben Neiman had a nice catch, and he he logged a carry. I don't know if you guys saw that, but he caught Teddy Bridgewater on that fourth and fourteen and carried him across the the first down marker. So, um, yeah.
1: uh, that didn't show up in the stat sheet, though. Yeah, it,
0: no, no. I, I'm locked into the film, though. I saw. It.
2: No, and and so I, I'm very happy with him, as well as Trishawn Wharton. Um, I mean, undrafted, just he's just done, he's done so well this year with, with the chances he's been getting, he's actually gotten a little bit more playing time than I thought. He's had uh 43 or sorry. um, He's played 45% of the snaps, but he with the 45% that he's played, he's ranked fourth in rookie quarterback pressure behind. I think chase young is number one. There's a couple others, but I mean, all those players are getting like 60 or 65 playing or snaps higher and he's, and Treshawn getting 45 and he's still in the top five, uh, for quarterback pressures among the rookies. So I mean, I think and, – and I was – and even during the game, um, they were talking about how excited the leaders of the team are, uh, Chris Jones and um, Frank Clark. When they were teaching him, they just see so much potential in him, and I, I really think that we have a future star in Wharton. So I'm, I'm very excited.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I think moving forward with the Chiefs kind of locking in a lot of their superstars to, to big deals, it's going to be imperative that the Chiefs find players like Wharton who are either undrafted free agents or late round draft picks, um, who are able to contrib- contribute to the team regularly? Because obviously they're cheaper cheaper players, and if all of our money is tied up in our stars, uh, we-, we need people to contribute on lower salaries. So the fact that they are able to find Wharton and we and we've talked about him giving him a lot of love this year, but, but the Chiefs are going to have to rely on on that moving forward with you know those young players.
1: You know, two players that, and and I don't, I didn't go back and look at their um, the stats on them. I just used the eye test that I was really impressed with, or maybe just recognized it. And they've talked about it before, but is Breland's and Ward's willingness to, to tackle? Yes, um, that is. You know, how many times I was watching the film, and somebody makes the tackle, and. I realized, Wait a minute. That's Ward out there, or that's Breland coming in from behind, across the line of scrimmage and making the tackle. That's you know that's not something we see on a regular basis. A lot of times we just as as football fans, we're not really aware of what the the defensive backs are doing unless they're getting burned, uh, you know, on on a pass play, and then we're wondering why why are they in there? Um, we you know I know there there's a Sorensen takes his his, his lumps there by, by people who just see, you know, take one play and don't see the impact that he makes on the rest of the scheme. And I don't know if it showed up in the stats, maybe one of you or two, he caused a fumble in this game, but it went out of bounds. And so I don't know if they were already out of bounds at the time. Um, And I didn't look to see if they actually counted that um, as a fumble, he made a hit that, that jarred the ball out. Uh, But I was just impressed. With the, with the number of times that I saw Breland and, and Ward, they're getting their getting their noses dirty. And before we talk about the obvious, well, Andy Reid was asked about the kicking.
0: Yeah, well, I, I kind of alluded to that with the Teddy Bridgewater Bridgewater run on that fourth down, where you just you love to see the competitive spirit in players, especially when they're doing things that. Aren't necessarily part of the job description. <laughs> Where, like, a quarterback putting his his body on the line, just I mean, for a first down to to go and try to win the game. But it's the same thing when I see cornerbacks like that making tackles. I mean, um, I'm still a, a little young to remember Deion Sanders, but I mean, Dave, you talk about that a lot in the business decisions that he that he <laughs> that he called it that he was making, and and we saw it for years with Marcus Peters, and it was terribly frustrating to see players who just seem like they were kind of being selfish and not doing what it what it takes to help the defense or help the team and so yeah so i love for for their some of their shortcomings ward and and breland i love to see their willingness to tackle and i think that really gets the the rest of the defense going because when you trust everybody around you to to kind of have that that competitive spirit that they just want to do what it takes to help the defense like that that grit you know we we called Daniel Sorensen dirty Dan because he's willing to do the the dirty work but I think that a lot of the players on this defense are are willing to do those things so um, yeah so just personally as a as a football fan and obviously as a Chiefs fan I, d- I love seeing that with the Chiefs and just with with players around the NFL.
1: So we've talked a little bit about the things that we liked State and con- any concerns I know you know now we're kind of we nitpick right but Got to talk about something. Sometimes we need to take off our rose-colored glasses and try to, you know, look maybe from from our perspective if there's ways to improve or if there's something that a trend that we're seeing. Before we address the obvious one, here's Andy Reid talking about the
2: kicking. Yeah, so Harrison studies, he's another guy that analyzes and studies everything. I I think it'd be good for him to step back and uh, then kind of sort it all out and uh then go back and get back into a, a rhythm here and make sure that he's he's feeling all these and you know nobody knows it better than than the player does um it doesn't hurt to have a little bit of time to just step back and, and look at it. Sometimes you can take a step back and take a bigger step forward uh, once you sit there and evaluate uh, he'll he'll do that we, we all have confidence that's what he is uh, you're if you're around him enough you, you know that right so yeah he, he, uh, he's not gonna um obviously when it's when it's such a hard-fought game like that, it's hard to try to pin the perfect play because both teams are fighting uh, for that win. Um, and I'm just gonna take the easy one right here. I'm gonna talk about Harrison Butker <laughs> um, missing that missing that field goal. Um, he missed a field goal and an extra point. Missing that field goal, I can kind of understand because uh, I don't I don't even know how far back it was. I mean, I, I even before he kicked it, I saw that the flags on the on the uprights were they were horizontal. They were they were uh, parallel to the ground, and I knew that there was gonna be a lot of win. And he saw both kickers had trouble um, adjusting to the wind. I, the Sly, the, the Panthers kicker, <laughs> he like bent it all the way. Like he was kicking it to the left, I think, and bent it all the way uh, right and missed it. So uh, the wind was definitely messing with yours. But when it comes to extra points, like it's, it's almost like an automatic point that you, you just add on a to touchdowns and it's, it's an overlooked point um, because it's almost so like, given, it's almost such a given point, but when we've seen it so much and, in the beginning of the season, I was, you know, Bucker. He saved us again. He's got a leg. Which he did. I mean, he, he definitely did. I'm not taking anything <laughs> away from him. And and he does make some phenomenal field goals, which which I love. And he has a range that only. I mean, when it comes to extra points, like those those <laughs> those are those are, should be automatic points. And I think it's what. Yeah. I think it's probably. I think, I think it's six. Sick. Um. I mean, he does have this bye weekend. I know Andy. he's Bucker? I mean, it'd be great if we. It'd be great if we can, but <laughs> if we don't need to. So
0: what? So what do you think? Do you think it's worth it for the Chiefs to start experimenting with going for two, both because of Butker's struggles and because the Chiefs' offense is so great, <laughs> especially in the red zone? They, they've been awesome this year in the red zone when when offenses usually struggle because of the shortened field. Uh, they showed the stat during the game. I think there was only one drive this year where the Chiefs got into the red zone and didn't come away with points. I think it was because they went for it on fourth down and didn't get it. Um, so is that something that you think they should consider, or just as a fan that you would want to see?
2: Well, definitely as a fan, I'd love, I'd love it. Any time I can see Patty on the field, I want to see it. Um, but I think I think I think it'd be worth in, worth investing in a, l- a little bit. Uh, I mean, you just have to make fifty percent of your two point conversions to to balance it out. And I, I think we can make over fifty percent with the with the speed that we that we have and the creativity. I think it'd be worth it. Um, do we want to go for two every single time? Probably not, but I think that we we can definitely con- yips continue. You know what? I'll
1: I'll take the the flip side of that. Uh, maybe maybe not now. It it might be different, and I and I think this is just kooky that what we're seeing is. I think he's what missed two field goals on the season, but yet six extra points. Normally, you know, field goal kicker when they when they hit this kind of a of a wall, they're they're consistent. They're being inconsistent period. And usually it ends up with them being unemployed. But Butker has <laughs> kind of proven himself and his value um, to the team. And so I, I don't know that I would want to you know, make this change halfway through because I don't want it to impact his confidence. I think that there's going to be some times that we are going to need him. And as we're taking a best shot from, from the Panthers. Uh, while I don't ever think that the game should come down to a kicker, some sometimes it will, and we really don't have any other options. Butker is one of the best kickers. He's just struggling with extra points. It's not everything, it's just extra points. That being said, maybe if this were to continue towards the end of the season, but I, I wouldn't want to show our hand too early with with maybe some of those goal line plays. Um if if we think that we might need them, if, if this issue continues, you know, as we get down and stretch, then maybe, but you know what? I'm, I'm a Butker fan. Um, there's been times when Adam Vinatieri for the Patriots had, had missed game shots, but he was still clutch. And even, even in the Colts. So I don't think we're ready to, I'm not ready to, to make, to make any, what do you think, Ken?
0: Um, I don't know. I'm with both of you <laughs> as a fan. I want to see them go for two because I love seeing Patty out there, but I think it just makes sense uh, from a math perspective to, to take the extra points and like for, for Barker's confidence. Um, and if we do have two point play at our money, we probably should be saving those for the playoffs when we, when we really need them. Cause those aren't just two point plays. Those are, you know, fourth and one plays at the one or, you know, games that can, or plays that can swing games. So uh, I can definitely see that if we're not having to use it against the Raiders or uh, I don't know. So yeah, I'm with so, you. Staten, I was, that was an interesting conversation.
1: And Staten talked about, about Butker. Was, was there anything that you saw that you're like, you know, came away, maybe scratching your head?
0: Um, I mean, I talked about it earlier. Some of, some of Mahomes' missed throws, he just seemed off. Um, I started, uh, Okay, that I'll go with this. That the way they ended the first half, that drove me crazy. That last drive where they, I feel like they definitely could have come away with a, at least a field goal, and they just totally threw it away. Um, that was just one example. I mean, Mahomes missed a wide open Darrell Williams in the flat that could have gotten ten yards of first down, and he could have gotten out of bounds. Um, Said so he threw it five feet over his head, and then um, they got that free play near midfield and on those free plays, especially when time has run out, you need to be going for the end zone. Um, and so I don't see any reason. I'll have to go look at the, the 22 film on that, but to see if, if there was even anybody in the end zone. But I, I see no reason why he didn't take that shot to the end zone. Um, and it just seems so discombobulated. Like there wasn't really any, any confidence in a plan going into that. And, so, and, and we saw that kind of in the Bills game. Right before half, too, and Marcus had talked about that how frustrating that was for him. And so, just to see that for a second game this season, knowing Andy Reid's history, basically prior to Mahomes in you know some poor time management. Um, so I guess that was just frust- frustrating for me and a, and a bit of a head scratcher, just because I'm not sure if that was just poor coaching and they just weren't prepared. Was it simply poor execution or? Um, You know, or is there some other factor with with the Chiefs' offense that is kind of stopping them from from being effective in at a time where you would expect them to be money? I mean, the the defense is playing prevent, leaving all this space for you. You have so many weapons, and really, you just need to get the ball completed and out of bounds. And I think you definitely have the weapons to do that. You have the quarterback who has the arm strength and the accuracy, uh, the mobility to make plays, and so just to see them not executing. in those times, it, it makes me concerned for a situation like that, if it's at the end of a game. Um, and so I, I don't want to be in a position. I, I don't know. I, I still have nightmares about the Rams game and Mahomes first first start where, you know, they really had time in the last two minutes and he threw two interceptions just because it seemed like, again, they didn't really have a plan to try to come back. In, in that situation. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on that on that last. There's something that you see there, but that was something that was definitely frustrating for me.
1: Yeah, you know what? I think that's that's a great point. I don't have an answer, but what I would like to see is maybe some of our viewers um, or listeners uh, definitely post that. I would be real curious if some of the other Chiefs fans maybe can attribute that lack of rhythm. Well, that's going to end this first segment of Chiefly Football. Be sure to jump into segment two as we continue talking all things Kansas City Chiefs.